Welcome back to Be Bold Begin. I am Christina Barcy, your host, and this is the podcast that is designed to help you find your purpose and get out of your own way with creative tips and tools. And today we have something a little different for you. I was on a podcast recently called Hack My Business. The hosts are Jesse Torres and Sid Virakara. And Jesse is actually a client of mine, and I executive produce and consult for the podcast. And they had me on originally to talk about overwhelm, but that conversation quickly churned creative. We ended up titling it The Value of Creativity. And so I think you'll really enjoy listening in to our conversation about how creativity can fuel your business and your life, whether you are an artist or not. Enjoy. Creativity has definitely helped me during this very difficult time. Everyone should really think seriously about how they can engage in a creative work because it provides just as much benefit as working out does, as a stress relief, as an opportunity to just think differently about the world and to get away from the day-to-day. Welcome to a special bonus episode of Hack My Business. My name is Jesse Torres, co-creator, co-host of Hack My Business, here with my usual partner in crime, Sid Varakra. And we're really excited to be bringing in someone who's been working hard behind the scenes on Hack My Business, our producer, Christina Barsi, founder of Vaunt House Media. Uh, Christina, like me and Sid, is an entrepreneur, uh, has her own firm. And for this episode, we wanted to bring her in to talk about how we're all tackling stress and the big weird of COVID-19 while trying to run a business. And so I'm really excited to bring her in. Uh, she's you know, been working really, really hard uh, with us to make sure that Sid and I always sound great, to make sure that the, the shows run really smoothly. So I'm uh, excited to bring her on, Christina. How are you doing? Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's uh, it's so great to actually have you <laughs> join us instead of, you know, um, stopping us midstream to uh, yell at us. Right. Like and, Sid's uh, giggling right now. And if I were, <laughs> if I were overproducing exactly. you at the moment, I would. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of giggling, Christina. A lot of giggling, I'm, Christina, I'm learning that. Because we're really excited. Very quickly. <laughs> First of all, I just have to say I'm giggling because I love her, your intro, Christina, which was just like. Hey, I mean, like that was it? Like really? Like <laughs> I'm looking enough, for more. Like I didn't give her enough. enough. I'm, yeah, I'm waiting for more. I was yearning for her to kind of provide some more, you know, information about her, other than hey. <laughs> I should just jump into my bio. Hello, thank you for having me. I started my company back in 2017. <laughs> Is that what you wanted to say? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let, let's talk about that. Well, yeah. Cause why don't you tell everyone about your company and the work you do? Because I think it's fascinating. I mean, uh, in the, especially in this time when everyone seems to be diving into the podcast format, right, and really trying to figure it out. Like, honestly, I don't know what we would have done without you as far as even, you know, attempting to produce this kind of show. Oh, wait, wait, Jesse, let's stop there. Because without Christina, none of this would have happened. This would have been you and me chit-chatting about it and how cool it would be if we did this and that we should do it and would have never have happened. Absolutely. Well, you guys are making me smile so hard right now. I wish that there was a visual to the podcast at the moment. But thank you for saying that. I have to say, I love working with the both of you and truly delighted that Jesse planned a coffee date, which I had no idea was a business meeting originally. I thought we were just going to hang out and have some coffee. (laughs) 
I was like, well, that's nice. And then uh, little did I know he brought a notebook filled with questions about <laughs> how he was going to launch his podcast. And that was really exciting. And then Sid came on the scene, which we immediately decided would have to be a fixed position in this podcast as a co-host. And it just gets better and better. So I will work backwards <laughs> in my story. But um, so I work with a couple clients in education. Again, that's how Jesse and I ended up connecting and starting his podcast. But I began back in, I think I didn't officially had my first client January of 2018. So it's easy to count back the years that way because it's right at the beginning. But I quit my day job Labor Day weekend because I'm very metaphorical. <laughs> and I was like, this is the weekend that I'm going to quit my day job, which I've always had a day job of some sort while I was creating you know, in the background or moonlighting, however you want to phrase that. And I finally took the leap and that was in the fall of uh, 2017 and had no clue what I was going to do at that point. I just knew that something was happening and that I was going to make it happen. And I technically had three ventures at the same time and I was going to just intuitively know which one to lean into when the time came. That's what I decided. And that is what happened. And it ended up being this company, which is uh, now called Avant House Media. It's podcast production, consulting, and what I like to say, inspiration, because that is basically my mission in life is to want to inspire and therefore be inspired and inspire others, etc. And I like to create space for that. And uh, yeah, that, that's how it all began. So can I share? Uh, wait, can I share that uh, Christina's being modest right now? Because... She had a very popular and really interesting other show. And Christina, I would love if you which wouldn't mind sharing that because I don't think Sid knows much about that, you know, the um the the, the show you had on before you started because of uh, Fun House Media. Are you talking about dimension? Yes. Okay. Yes. The longer story <laughs> the longer version of that story is that I started podcasting back in twenty thirteen when I honestly didn't even know what a podcast was yet. <laughs> And I was writing something because I had another pivotal moment in my life prior to the one I just mentioned, quitting my day job. That was extremely pivotal for me. Before that, I had curated my life to be an actor. I got my degree in theater at UC San Diego and did these, you know, I worked with Steppenwolf and Second City and Shakespeare and Company. And this was going to be my life. And I loved it. But the business wasn't working for me once I got here in LA. We're in Los Angeles. So here in Hollywood. It just wasn't jiving. Something wasn't working. And I had to face it. And I took a step back and I quit my acting class, which I was always in class that after, I don't know, like 11 years at that point, it's the first time I was ever not in class. So that felt really strange, but it gave me a lot of space to do something else and to think and reflect on what it is that I want to do, what my actual purpose is, the reason I feel like an artist, the reason, what do I want to create? All of that. And through that process, I started writing, which became the show Dimension. And I ended up meeting someone who was moonlighting and doing podcasts after hours at his record store and was like, we already have a variety show on Wednesday nights and you should join us and we'll, we'll do the music selections for you. We'll do all the production for you. We'll do folio work for you. We'll, we'll do everything. I was like, okay, great. So I just got to show up, write and bring my actors And it was the most life-changing, amazing experience I've ever had. And I wrote a sci-fi 
noir series for two years. And from that, I was so in love with the process and fell in love with podcasting and knew that a lot of people didn't know what that was yet. So I produced a documentary called Is Anyone Listening? A podcast story about that. And then did a film festival tour in 2017 when we premiered at Sci-Fi London and and then was asked to perform at some of the festivals. And it was just such a beautiful experience. And people really treated me and my film really special, which is very strange because it's so easy to get lost in the mix in that world. And I wasn't, I had a short film. It was not a feature film. It wasn't, for some reason, people were really interested in the topic of, of the film. So I got to go and perform it live, which was amazing. And that's actually where I huh. learned production. And I was so amazed with myself and so pleased that I could learn how to do this so quickly to go do this show that that's what inspired me to start a production company. So that is the whole story. Jesse. So yes. Oh, I was just going to say, like, can we just skip the rest of this conversation about, like, being overwhelmed in business and just kind of, like, dive into Christina's um, history of becoming I would love to do an that. artist of who she is? That's kind of amazing. Oh yeah. God, no. the, her, her, <laughs> the inspiration that drove her to her passion. Well, I, I was going to say, I mean, the road to entrepreneurship, right? I mean, you could tell that because she started off by saying, you know, I started this thing and 2017 right. but really the journey started way back before that right 2013 mm-hmm. and i had a chance to listen to a few of the episodes of dimension and i just say it's like it's it, like it it's such a it's hard to describe man because i think you really just have to experience it but for me it was like a i don't know i could seem like a doctor who-ish at least in my view very doctor who-ish noir is so unique so extraordinary and i remember it, you know listening to it right around the time when you and I first met Christian, thinking, oh, this is the kind of person I want to work with. Someone who hmm. understands creativity, someone understands how to put together a story, right? And so really when it came to selling, like he's selling you as uh, someone that I wanted to give money to to help me with my own work, I was like, this person's going to have imagination and going to understand kind of where to take a story. And so that was really kind of a big selling point. And I got to say, I don't think we were talking about this, but, you know, um, so you did work at Steppenwolf. I used to work with the guys at the Geffen Playhouse, uh, Steve Ike and Randy Arney, who were part of the founding group over there, over there at Steppenwolf. So oh I didn't gosh. know we had that connection either. Wow. Uh, you said so many things just now, and I just want to say thank you. And, well, one, for sharing that with me, because the show what feels, it's you know, your first foot out on anything is usually a little embarrassing for most artists to look back on. So I love that it served its a new purpose and and sold you on creativity. That is the biggest compliment in my world. So I appreciate you for sharing that with me. So thank you. And and yeah, Steppenwolf. I did a, an intensive with them with some of the founding members as well back in oh god um, two thousand one. I think it was. Who was Demer? Who who was part of that group? I, I do. Do you know who Sheldon Patinkin is? No. He was one sure. of the older, he's an older gentleman. Can not tell you a funny story? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when I took on, so I worked, uh, you know, I was at the Geffen. So these guys from Chicago, they joined the leadership team for the Geffen Playhouse, you know, a regional theater here in LA, right next to UCLA. And uh, Steve Ike, who at that time was the, the managing director you know, it was a mentor of mine, you know, I would ask him for advice. And when I took on my first big, I guess, kind of professional position as a, a director 
I remember I, I said, you know, I want to take you to get a drink and get your thoughts about management and leadership. And so um, he had me meet him at the, I think the Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood. And we're sitting there and then he gets a phone call in the middle of our conversation. And he's like, oh, it's a, it's a friend of mine. Do you mind if I take it? He's calling from Europe. I'm like, sure, that's fine. And then uh, he gets on the phone with this guy and he says, hey, you know, I have a friend here who just got uh, his first big job. And would you mind giving him some career advice? And then he put me on the phone with him and it was John Malkovich. Um, no. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. That's amazing. And I remember, though, I was such in the moment of just trying to get advice from Steve Ike that I remember kind of rushing him off the phone. I was like, I don't really want to talk to you right now. I'm trying to get advice from my mentor, you know, so I really appreciate the opportunity to chat with you. But I need to get back to business. You know, it was such a funny moment. But he was really trying to give me some life advice from, I think, France at that point. But, oh, my God. Yeah, that was the circle they were running in. This is pretty interesting. That's gold right there. That's amazing. Yeah, we... Jeff Perry was my other person that was our director for the culmination that we did. And he's in a lot of things on TV constantly. If you guys want to look him up later, but I did not get to meet John Malkovich. So I think you win that story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's an interesting group as Gary Sinise, right? John Malkovich Mm -hmm. and then Steve and Randy Arney. And they really, um, they took the theater to a different kind of level. We, I, you know, I I think what I really want to want to dig into in this episode is what it's like just trying to manage a business, right? Like, how do you operate during such weird times? And I know, you know, Sid and I, we talk all the time, you know, not just on the podcast, but like every day we're either texting or just chatting about whatever craziness. And honestly, Sid, you know, I think, I often think, thank God Sid is here who also understands like the craziness that's happening and is trying to deal with it in a really similar way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Matt, like, how are you dealing with all this i know you took on a, a recent new position right and you're still operating your own business like how are you approaching work right now um well i mean i guess uh it's it's true first of all thank god for you too jesse kind of going through this whole kind of process of being an entrepreneur but it's it's um honestly it's like nothing has really changed kind of like from where i was even like six months ago to where i am today and i think that I'm constantly in a state of fear, right? I mean, a fear of like, what's the unknown and what does that mean for like my existing clients and what does that mean for potential new customer bases? And even thinking about, I I mean, like this was like such a cliff in terms of like, uh, something we never would have expected. But I, I even remember you and I emailing last year about, okay, if the, if a recession comes, who are we going to be talking to that will still have access to resources who will be, you know, looking for the types of services that we provide? You know, just to your point, how how weird it is. Like, Because I remember that a year ago, the worry was recession. I remember us like plotting and strategizing and um, right. thinking about the industries, right? <laughs> you know, right. Like, but really, really calculating and like planning. Like I remember thinking, oh, I'm, I'm doing like I'm being a real businessman and in planning ahead, being proactive and carving into my strategic plan. And then the world falls apart. Right. And right. honestly, you know, like I'm so grateful, you know, Christina, like the idea that you helped me move forward, like uh, doing a podcast. And I have to say that doing the podcast has been a nice break from the day of COVID-19 stuff. I and mean, we talk about COVID-19 issues on the podcast, but it's such a, different set of work and how it work it's like mm-hmm. i don't know Sid, if you feel the same way but it's such a different feel for it. it is just nice to 
literally lock myself away in a room and talk about things and not have to work on a, you know, some kind of strategic program to help COVID-19 impact businesses, you know? I'll just tell you really quickly, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, Christina, but like I, I agree. Like actually, it's funny. It's when it's on my calendar for the day and I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get everything done before I have to, you know, do the podcast? And it's like, oh my gosh, what could I be doing with that extra time? But the reality is every time we finish, I feel more refreshed after that. And I feel it like kind of, uh, gives me a, a second boost to kind of like get back into kind of like designing those kinds of programs or workshops or whatever it may be for a client. So I, I totally agree. Yeah. I, I relate to that quite a bit and it's discovery that I made recently for myself and I'm going to group this into what it feels like to create differently because when I create for myself, the energy is different. I, I feel energized. Not that I'm drained when I'm working with creatively with others, but it's a different type of creating and a different part of your brain that's connected to, I have to do this and it has to be at a certain level and all these things that have to happen without the support of a team or other people to help with that. Or maybe you do have a team, but it's just the operational is so different than when you get to take mm. a break and do your thing. And I realized that when I carve out time to do my thing, even if it's only 15 minutes of that thing, the next hmm. day I feel like my brain is clearer. I can think much clearly, much more clearly. I can operate better. It's, it's insane how much that little shift can serve all areas of my day and therefore make my business better as well. And for I me, a, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you know, it's just, uh, sorry to interrupt, but you know, I was just thinking how that's kind of a, a business hack we've stumbled upon, mm -hmm. you know, the creative, like a creative process, right? Mm -hmm. In, you know, I, I, like I said, it, we're grateful to have you because you're coaching us on this specific kind of form, right? But I wonder if there's something to be said about if, you know, just taking part of your day. And I think a lot of people think of it as like, I, I, I got to work out, right? I got to work out to just, just break away from the stress. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if you would find it even more invigorating if you spent an hour or half an hour working on something artistic or creative, right? Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that's why we're feeling so refreshed because it is that kind of mind, I don't know, like a mind refresher. But, you know, I, I don't know. Do you find that? I mean, are you hearing the same thing from other clients, Christina, when they do their podcast shows? I know they're very excited about it. We haven't had this exact conversation, but there's so much excitement around being able to say what's on your heart. And that's where creativity comes from. It's us expressing something that's really deep inside us. That's a perspective that we've observed or something through our lens. And that process, the creative process is actually very therapeutic. And there's a reason it's employed in so many, you know, recovery programs and health and all of these things that it really does serve a purpose in that way. But whether they're understanding it in the way that I just described it, I'm not sure. But it is really fun for me to work with people who don't identify as creative and watch them discover a process they haven't really identified or engaged with before in this way. And it really opens them up and they, they're just happy to be there, excited to do it, making new observations about life and hmm. things they haven't before. And it's it's lovely to watch and be a part of. I, I love what I do so much. And it, it's I just it's it's a great unveiling for, for a lot of people. And then for, for, for me too, it's like, again, going back to finding space for my own creativity, I realized that it's, 
truly like part of my mental health. I have to do it. And it's, it's similar to any way that we take space for ourselves. It's part of my self care. And I do think everyone needs a little bit of that. Oftentimes I assign things for people to do that feel more freeing. I started a class once when I was teaching a podcast class to a bunch of educators and I'd made them pick a bunch of toys off of a table. And this is the first thing I had them do before they did anything. I was like, hi, I'm Christina. Pick a toy. <laughs> yeah. And there was Play-Doh and puzzles and markers and um, a couple other things. And it was really fun to see them playing. And I didn't tell them why until afterwards. And everyone was grounded and open and ready to listen and learn in a way that they haven't felt in a really long time. Yeah, that's so cool. I mean, yeah, just breaking up. I guess you, you need someone to really kind of force you to break out of your mindset, right? You know, maybe that's it. Maybe just having someone give you giving you the inspiration to get away from your whatever your day to day is and just shaking it up, shaking it up. That's what it, that's what it feels like. It's permission. Like it, it's shaking up my day. Yeah, it's permission to do something else. Yeah, I mean, it is, but it is exactly. And I think you know, Jesse, you you said earlier how this is about like some people see this as just like working out is the way to clear their mind, but and I feel like that's permissible. Right. But like doing something creative feels like it's more of a uh, just a it's it's time away from the work that you have to do. And yeah. yet I do agree that it probably helps accelerate and better prepare you for the work you need to do. Right. So yeah. what I'm hearing you say, Sid, is it's like, how do I give myself permission to do something that feels like time away? I mean, that's the struggle, right? Especially when we're so overwhelmed which I think all three of us are right now in business. And we're all kind of like, okay, well, how do I make all the time that there just isn't enough time in the day? So then we start to let those other things fall away that would actually help us be more productive. See, this is really an important conversation because it's something that I've shared with Jesse previously about my approach to business, right? I'm constantly overwhelmed, but I, I think about new client work as if I'm playing poker because when I play poker and I get like a hand that I don't want to play. So I fold. Right. And, and it was a decent hand. Like every, every hand I get for the rest of the game is garbage. And I kind of see it as this moment of when I say, when I fold on a decent hand, like it's like, it, it sets off a pattern. And so like in business, I am so afraid of saying no because maybe I'm folding on a on a decent hand and then I'm going to it's going to be a cascading effect of like not getting other clients <laughs> and then I find myself totally overwhelmed but it's like I I have this constant fear of of ending up with like a steady hand of 72s which you know like leaves me because I at one point in time, I kind of folded on a, I said no to a client because like, I'm just too busy. I can't take you. And that just, you know, cascades itself to not getting other clients. So let me ask you, was that, did this happen? This happened one time? No, it hasn't happened yet, fortunately. But I'm just saying it's because like I'm constantly playing this game of poker in my head. I just am worried that at some point in time this will happen. That's why I say no, and then I'm taking on as much as I can. And then I'm kind of in this kind of cycle where you just like, you know, like other entrepreneurs get 
overwhelmed. But that's my reason for never saying no. Interesting. <clears throat> Jesse, do you have a similar process or how's that? How, this sounds like a process of boundaries for me and, and whether mm-hmm. you operate from fear or intuition is how I would <laughs> translate that. So I'm curious, Jesse, what, what that answer would be for you. Yeah, I, I take it very differently, you know, and, you know, Sin and I have talked about this because I, I play poker a lot and my, my attitude has always been, I always just immediately forget whatever hand I folded. Like for me, it's like, that's over, it's done. I'm moving on. I can't let it impact my game. Now, the, the bad part about that is that associate business is I dismiss, you know, like, okay, this didn't work out. I'm done with it. I'm not going to revisit it. Where I would say the advantage is what I've seen with Sid is like he, in looking for the continuing opportunity, he doesn't let go of the relationship. Like he, <laughs> you know, like whereas I'm burnt, not burning the bridge, but you know, I'm definitely, uh, you know, well, you move on the bridge down. Yeah, yeah, you just move I mean, on, and that's fine. Right. It's not cl- yeah. burning. It's not closing the bridge. You just yeah, move on. Just, just I'm dormant. It's making I'm making it dormant for a while, right? But I would say, you know, on my side, the biggest challenge really has been figuring out how to get the work support I need, you know, and what that looks like. And in, especially in a, in, in a time where you can't really hiring people is tough, you know, finding people that are competent and skilled enough to do the mm. work remotely. So you have full trust in them, you know, that, that is really challenging. So for me, the overwhelming comes in really trying to figure out that strategic process. And so, like I said, you know, one of the best things that I found that's helpful for me is just talking about it, you know, talking about, you know, talk to others, see how they're approaching it and how they're strategizing, you know, how they're figuring out complex, you know, problems. I mean, honestly, one of the best things is being able to reach out to, you know, guys like Sid, you know, you, Christina, and as you're operating your own business and just asking you, are you doing it the same way? Is Am I doing it the right way? You know, what do you think? Just getting your, your insights, because I know you and I have talked about non-podcast stuff and just business at large, and that's all really helpful. You know, just getting, like I always say, Getting advice and insights from fellow entrepreneurs is always the best because they, they're the only ones who really truly understand, you know, what's going I, on. I agree. And I did reach out to you once asking about, you know, your, just your take on how you, it, from a consulting perspective on pricing and what your mm. process is like. And it's just nice to know what the other options are, too. You guys are amazing, and I love this conversation, but I really have to go. I hate to do that. Sid, it's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure talking with you and the time we have together. Agreed. And Christina. Agreed, Sid. Thank you, guys. She's much better than you. She's so much better. I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I got to go be dad. I'll talk to you guys later. (laughs) See ya. Bye. Bye. I think what I want to share with everyone is that creativity has definitely helped me during this very difficult time. And not everyone has the opportunity to develop their own podcast show. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I'm very fortunate in that. But Mm -hmm. I think everyone should really think seriously about how they can engage in a creative work because it provides just as much benefit as working out does as a stress relief, as an opportunity to just think differently about the world and to get away from the day to day. And so, you know, really that's my end goal that I have for today's conversation. Oh, I love that. And, and I agree. And I I think, well, of course, creativity is my world. So I'm like, yes, Make a podcast. Be creative. <laughs> it helps with everything. But um, it, it, and I thank you for sharing that because it's it's so nice to hear that you're enjoying it as much as you are and that it's helping you in, in ways that maybe weren't expected. 
But the beauty of what you're doing is that it fits into your business model as well. It's not a vanity podcast. It's not necessarily just for fun, but it can be lots of fun. You get to hang out with your best friend as your co-host and talk about things that are important to you and yet do it in a creative way. So I feel like it checks, it can check a lot of boxes if people want to do that and plan it, position it in a way that it fits into your life. Right. No, it's like, I'll say this, you know, in having you work with us, it is like having a personal trainer, you know, when you're working out. And so, although you can do it on your own, it sure does help to have someone who's skilled and professional and guiding you on the path. So, yeah, I mean, what would we do without you, Christina? Like, honestly. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. <laughs> what would I do without you? I wouldn't have a business. I would just, <laughs> I would just be podcasting for myself over here. Not making any money. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So it's a nice symbiotic relationship. <laughs> well, thank you. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks for having me on. This was really fun. Thank you for joining us. If you are a California business owner seeking out resources and support, please visit our website, COVID19BizTools.com, which provides a comprehensive listing of grants, programs, and services for COVID-19 impacted businesses. You can also visit COVID19BizTools.com if you'd like to be featured on the show and have a question you'd like to have answered by myself, my co-host Sid, and our guests. Thank you again. Have a great day, and we'll catch you next time on Hack My Business.